What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are powerful. Is in my hand. Fan effect. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fan Effect, sponsored by the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters, the best place to see a movie in Utah. Well, it's been six months since we got it together for Fan X 2021 at the Salt Palace Convention Center. And, well, that means it's time to start gearing up for Fan X 2022. We're excited today on the Fan, uh, Fan Effect Podcast. Fan X Podcast. Fan Effect Podcast. I'm sure they'd love that. But uh, on the Fan Effect Podcast, we're excited today to be talking with Fan X founder Dan Farr. Uh, he's been a great friend to our podcast and comes on always. And uh, the big announcement today is the uh, the dates. Well, the dates have been known. They're on sale right now, uh, September 22nd through the 24th. But as of today, we get to find out our first 10 celebrity guests so Dan Farr, I talked with him, and we got a chance to kind of go over some memories of 2021, get to some of his insights. We haven't had a chance to talk to him since the uh, convention. And then uh, he gives us a look ahead to 2022. So FanX founder Dan Farr joins me. Dan Farr, founder of FanX, uh, the best place to go in September, bar none. And uh, we're going to get the full treatment, it sounds like, again this year after a slightly reduced, uh, a little bit of different uh, FanX last year. And then, of course, we weren't able to have one the year before that. So we're hoping 2022 is the year where it's just like it was back as uh, recently as 2019. Dan, thanks for joining us as we get uh, ready to kick off Fanex. I mean, this is Fanex season right now with the with the announcements of your first guests that we'll do a little bit later on. Here we go again, 2022. Uh, we haven't had a chance yet to talk since uh, the end of 2021's Fanex. I I'm sure that uh, some time off was good for you to decompress after everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's crazy how time has both seem longer than it's been and it seems shorter at the same time i don't know how that paradox is working but for some reason you know it, it does it seems like yesterday we were just talking and business as usual and then uh it also seems like it was a lifetime ago so it is it's great it's really good to be back with you again i always love talking with you about uh uh, all the stuff that we love. Well, thanks, and it's always good to talk to you. So tell me some things. Uh, give me some of your reactions. How did you feel about uh, 2021 FanX? What did you think were some of the highlights? I'll say this. is It actually turned out much better than I really could have hoped with COVID and everything happening. I, it really was, for all intents and purposes, it, it was a great event. You know, the attendance was strong. We had actually more ticket sales this last fall than we did in 2019. And so wow. it was, uh, yeah, it, it, it's surprising. You know, people had to wear masks, and that was obviously a discomfort to some people. But uh, for the most part, people were good sports about it. And the celebrities, same thing with them. They, they came in and really gave it their best shot. And, you know, overall, it was, it was a fantastic show. You know, we weren't able to get... So, you know, like an Avenger guest or somebody at that level. But the, the guests we did get were all really, really fun people. And uh, the fans that I've talked to from the show have said that it was as good or better than any of the ones that we've done in the past. You know, it's interesting that scarcity can, you know, kind of help reset you. I mean, if you think about things, they talk about things being a palate cleanser. You know, you, you eat something and then you do something else that kind of resets your tastes so that you can enjoy the next thing that comes up. And 
2020 was terrible because we didn't get to have a fan X at all. And I, you know, I talked with friends, I watched the message boards and, you know, it was a really, it was a thing that many people really felt the lack of, but then when they got to have it a year later, I, I really think that it enhances things. I, I have this theory. Okay. The reason McDonald's tastes good is if, uh, you you don't get to eat it all the time. For example, my mom. I love yes. my mom. She made great dinners. She made some terrible dinners. <laughs> but most <laughs> days we just ate regular dinners that we ate at home. And so when we went out to eat, it was like really good. If I ate McDonald's every day, at some point that would start to taste bland. Having a year where we couldn't have Fanex and wanting it, obviously, I feel like that's reset everybody so that when they got to have it it wasn't like oh why don't we have robert downey jr here it was like oh my gosh we get to finally get to see these people and hang out with them again and it's amazing what perspective can do i think you're absolutely right on that it it did create kind of a reset in the market with people that it's like yeah we got kind of used to it especially when we were doing two events a year the uh, scarcity of it wasn't like well yeah hey if i don't see somebody I want to see this event. Maybe I'll see them next time. Or if I don't get a chance to make it, I can pick it up next time. Where it had been a couple of years between events, it was uh, really a big deal. I think everybody was just so grateful to be back together. And the thing that was nice about it, and I'll say this, I was one of the people that was, it was really hard to for me to feel good about requiring masks uh, at the event. I mean, I say feel good about it. I felt it was the right thing. Right. I just didn't want to have to do it. I, I wanted the world to be in a place where I didn't feel like we needed to. But ultimately, we felt like it was the best thing to do. And when it came down to it, though, people just still had a great experience with the mask. You know, they, they, they went ahead and just it, it was, I guess, because of that pent up demand, people were willing to go and just make it a good time and really make the best of it. And so for me, I'm very, very grateful at the support we got from the community uh, for for that event, because it is one of those things when you're committing to actors and vendors and people coming into the, you know, coming to the show, when you're committing to them that they have a chance to meet fans and to sell products or whatever it is that they're there for, you need to have the people show up to do that. Exactly. Because uh, they got to commit money the for the booth, too. So they're hoping to yeah. not just make back their investment, but, you know, make a little bit of a profit as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it's their livelihood for many of those vendors. You know, some, some of the vendors just do it as a hobby. Sure. But for the most part, those vendors, it's their lifeblood. And if they don't have it, they're really hurt. Did you feel like you got... As far as a count on Vitter. Now, were you limited a little bit more in space, meaning you had to create bigger spaces uh, by county public health order than you? So I guess what I'm saying is you might have been able to make maybe the walkways more narrow in the past or the booths a little bit smaller square footage in order to be able to fit more in. I feel like you and I had talked a little bit towards the end about how you had to kind of create larger aisles and stuff than at least you did in the past, which limited a little bit the number of vendors. But did you feel like the vendors who were there, did they feel like it was worth it for them? We got reports back from the vendors that it was fantastic. Yeah, they. they uh, there's always going to be some vendors that maybe don't do as well for whatever reason. Maybe they don't have the right product or whatever. But I haven't heard any reports of any vendors that had a, a bad show. Oh, um, good. So I, as far as I know, most, if not all of them, 
felt it was successful for them. That's good. I will say I was a little disappointed personally because I was hoping the year before, 2019, I guess, there was more vendors that sold loose uh, collectible figures. <laughs> Everybody just oh, really? had stuff in boxes this time, and I was like, "No, I want the cheaper loose ones." <laughs> so oh, really? that was just my own. They, per- that oh. was just my own personal thing, because I remember in nineteen, I was going to all these. I bought one in package, and then I found it loose in a different booth for like a bunch cheaper. And I thought, "Dang it, why didn't I see this before?" And it just seemed like oh. I ran into more booths that had loose figures. This is just me complaining. Since I have you here and I can do this, I, that's what I'm doing. But yeah. uh, I, I'm sure that uh, I, I'm sure that that I'll be able to find what I'm looking for. But speaking of, of FanX 2021, so to, to wrap that up, what would you say for you, what, what comes to mind as, as one of the biggest highlights of 2021? I'd love to, you know, the, the guest lineup we had was really a nice, very uh, spread out as far as different genres that we had there. And for me personally, it was fun to meet the, you know, Jamie Farr and Loretta Swit from MASH. Because that, that, that's going back to my childhood, and I, I'm, you know, of course, growing up, and there's an actor whose name was Far. That was so oh, cool. Of course, like this, of you know, course. Yeah. And so you immediately that, connect with that, that. I did. And then, you know, I, you know, now that we have Google I, I, uh, and the Internet, <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I didn't have that. But I, I found out that, you know, you know, I guess he wasn't born with the name Far. His name was like Farhad or, or uh, uh, something like that. And so he changed it to Far for uh, for the Hollywood sake. Right. Um, but that's his legal name now. So that's the thing. So he is legally Jamie Farr, so he's adopted. So we, we consider him a, a, an adopted family member. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I was excited. Yeah. I, I didn't get to meet William Daniels, but that was one that I was pretty excited about. But I will say I, I got to host – the uh, celebrity panel of Peter Cullen and uh, Frank Welker, who were Optimus and Megatron. And so that was just like a thrill for me. And, you know, getting to uh, doing a little bit of research uh, beforehand, I I learned some stuff about them that I didn't know. And then they were such gracious guests and they they were so good. They they understood. They did the voices. They even had uh, one of the famous lines from the Transformers movies. They redid that scene, with, complete with script and everything. It was it was really cool, really? and I was thrilled to have a chance to do that. And you know, it seemed like, granted, I'm, you know, I, I wear my own rose colored glasses, right? But it seemed like the the crowd enjoyed the panel that uh, that I got to to moderate. And so for me, oh, that was sure. the first time that I got to do amazing. a celebrity panel, and and it was a neat and memorable experience. And the guys were. They were amazing, and I got a picture with both of them, and I thought that that was that was the coolest. My kids, I was like, hey, my kids weren't nearly as thrilled as I was. Well, as they get older, they'll they'll start understanding a little more about that. I'm sure. In too. fact, my daughter was like, um, yeah. I'm going to come to this one because the My Hero Academia panel is right after, and that's the one I want to go to. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. I was like, well, yeah. great. I'm glad you got a chance to see me because I happened to be in the panel before the one you wanted to see. I know. Uh, Lucky, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. But that's one of the yeah, great things about FanX is that there's something for everybody. And, you know, I didn't I, – I've watched a few episodes of that cartoon or that anime since then. Oh, my gosh. They're going to kill me for saying cartoon. I may have to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. but that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So there was yeah. something for her. She got a poster. And uh, then there was there was all this stuff that there was just something for everybody. And, and that's one of the things uh, that I like about it and that I think – 
if you're a listener to this podcast, but you've never actually been to Phoenix in person or maybe you're like me, I, I admit, and I've told you this several times, Dan, I was a little skeptical the first time we had Phoenix back in, I think it was, was it 2013? I was yeah. like, oh, come on. There's going to be just a ton of people. And, and I didn't realize the first time that you could go to the panels for free. I thought you had to pay for everything. So I thought you had to pay to get in the door and then you had to pay to do anything else. And I was like, what's the point? And then yeah. <laughs> after the first one, they're like, oh, no, you get to go to the once you've got your ticket, you can go to any of the panels you want. You, you may have to pay to meet them in person up close like and get an autograph. But no, you can go to their panels where they talk about stuff. And I thought. Well, now that changes everything. Yeah, it's a lot more valuable when you, yeah, when you don't have to pay for the panels, for sure. And I'll say this is I've had a chance to do, you know, go to a lot of conventions in other cities. And I don't think people in other cities understand the value of the panels. You know, they, they don't get the turnout. And, and I can't speak of all cities and all shows, but I'd say generally speaking, the shows I go to, the panels are not as uh, – compelling and yeah. as um, well attended. And so, you know, that's, that's something that uh, is, it's really fun to see in Salt Lake is just how much the panels have, have become a core essential part of the convention. Well, and I would, I would wonder, and, and maybe you can back me up <clears> on this or, or correct me certainly if I'm wrong, but having a panel that's well attended is something that the celebrities like to have. They don't want to go and talk to uh, six people in an empty gym. They want to go talk to as many people as will fit in. And when we're packing the panels, especially the celebrity panels, then there's something to that. I mean, yes, they're doing it some for the money, but they're also doing it to give back to the fans. And and, and let's be honest, they're humans. There's a little bit of uh, ego satisfaction. And just knowing that, wow, this many people actually care what I have to say, it, it makes you feel good. And I would have guessed that that word gets around and they're like, hey, man, go to Salt Lake. They're going to treat you well and the people are going to love you. You know what? You totally hit the nail on the head with that because I – okay, I'm going to tell you just a couple – two or three quick things along those lines. You know, first of all, our very first event, we had Stanley. We didn't get him booked till like the Tuesday before the event started on Thursday. So we announced them. And he was going to be there Saturday afternoon, not even a full day. He was coming in around 1 o'clock on Saturday. We had him booked out beyond belief. You know, I mean, he's like so many people wanted to see him. Uh, his manager didn't want him to leave his table because he says, there's fans here to see him. I said, yeah, but you also have 3,500 fans because at that time we had the two. We split the big ballroom into two rooms rather than just one. So you've got 3,500 fans that are going to riot if he doesn't show up and he says okay i'll give it 25 minutes and let's go over there and so he walks in into that panel room which mind you is not the same size as it is today and people were going nuts and they were completely filled wall to wall and the manager looks out there and he looks at me he goes dad can you believe this this is nuts and he takes his camera phone out and he starts goes up on the stage and starts filming the audience and everything. And then Stan looks at it. Then Stan comes out and, you know, he was, he was visibly moved about that. And, and you know, there's a, the comment that he said the next time he's out there, he says, you know, you guys have the best Comic-Con convention is the way, way I have to say it. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, understand. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere. And, uh, you know, as far as I've ever seen, that's the only time he's, he said that as he's, come out on stage uh, to a group of people. Really, it was about the way the fans treat him, but that 
energy in that room was outside of anything that they were used to. You know, they would do rooms of 500 people, like Lou Ferrigno, when we talked about putting them uh, in a room, he says, oh, yeah, put me in a, you know, maybe 500 people room. But we ended up putting him in the big one. He filled it. And so I believe uh, it. That, that was me. But then just over this past weekend, I was with Katie Cassidy. And Katie was telling me, she, you know, she said, I, yeah, I came to your show. I was only in for one day. It was really quick. But I went out and did that panel like, oh, my gosh, these people are here to, to see me. The, this many people that like because the room was filled. And it was they were so excited. She she was blown away by the reception she got there. And, uh, you know, that that happened. And then, you know, the other one that was kind of fun this past year, this is not necessarily the panel specific, but just the reception. But uh, Tim Olmanson, as he came here. Oh, yeah. And he's been having um, health issues. He has. And so he went out and, you know, he he saw how many people were waiting to see him in this line. And he goes, those people are here for me. And he was like touched. He like he couldn't believe it. And so, yes, you know, coming full circle, the reception that people in Utah have given the celebrities has made it so that they talk amongst themselves. You know, we we do have the re- reputation of having a, a very top show. You know, if not the best show, one of the top shows uh, anywhere for the celebrities and the way that the celebrities are treated and received by the fans. And so. It is something. But, yeah, those ballrooms, the energy in the ballroom. And I, I think a lot of it, I'm going to give a shout-out to Chris Provost, that the, you know, the way that he builds the excitement with people in between the events. He has a lot of fun telling his uh, dad jokes and puns <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. Yes, he's people everybody. Like he's, everyone I've talked to, he's their favorite. Yeah, he's done such a great job with that. And I, I think that helps to just to kind of keep the energy going. And, and so, yes, it really, really is a powerful thing to have those panel rooms and I mean obviously the main panels but we do there are some celebrities that we do put in one or two of the other rooms that we have but even the non-celebrity panels are you know the programming is very very well done and the panelists that we have keep it interesting for the attendees and and so really that's just you know the the programming is such a part of the event well, and there's, you know, for, for anybody who hasn't been, um, there's just a fun energy, too, as you walk through. And between the cosplays, you don't even have to cosplay to enjoy the cosplay level of skill of others. It's fun to, like, uh, have, you can, I mean, there's so many that you could you could have a contest with your friends and just say, all right, who can name the most cosplayers the fastest or who, who they're cosplaying as? You know, oh, that's from, who can find the most obscure one? I, I've noticed that people who go for kind of obscure, when you recognize it, they really love it when they don't have to tell you what it is. Yeah. That is a, that, that's a fun thing. I actually like finding ones where I thought, oh my goodness, somebody's cosplaying as such and such. I can't imagine there's a ton of people besides them and me that know what that is. But it is well, funny because you, know, you look it's, at him and you're like, well, you're an elf. Well, actually, I'm the gnome from Over the Garden right. Wall. And, uh, yeah, that, yeah, it's a funny thing. Yeah, you recognize that. I, we still haven't done this, but about three years ago, there was a young man and his mother that were standing in line. And, and he said to us, he just said, I have an idea for you. You should look at doing cosplay bingo. And I'm like, <sighs> Oh, yeah. Oh, that's – so basically people would – if there's a way to, to do this, these people go around, they obviously could fill their cards. Have them take selfies the, or pictures know. of them. And so when you go right. to re, when you go to redeem the prize, you just say, look, I got a bingo here, and you show the person I got this one and this one and this one and this one, and they're like, all right. And then you get a cool little prize. 
Isn't that a fun idea? That's a brilliant that's a, idea. That's a good idea. And then yeah, whoever, I you know, did, after yeah. everybody, I, here year. I am pitching yeah. Dan. Dan, so when you do this idea, what you need to do is you need to have, like, smaller prizes for people who get the bingos. You have a slightly bigger prize for people who get the blackout, or if you want to do that, or after everybody who's got a yeah. bingo gets entered into drawing, and one of those people is going to win a big prize. Like, that would be awesome. Yes. Uh, okay. This year, let me, I got to make sure that we pull this off this year, because I, I think that would be such a fun game. I think people would really love it. So I guess the question is, do you, you know, ideally there would be an app for it, right? That would be the Oh, yeah, the yeah. Idea. So if there's any app developers out there that want to take a look at this, hey, let us know. <laughs> Fan yeah. X Bingo, you get a card. It's yeah. assigned to you with like a certain pattern because you got to, you know, you, there's got mm-hmm. to be some order to this and it's got to be random so that not everybody yeah. has the same pattern. There will be some right. who get you know, a similar, I don't know, maybe not. I, I guess I don't know. I, that's mathematical probabilities and I dropped out of calculus. So, but anyway, there's a <laughs> lot of different combinations and, but, but beyond that, you still have to find the people. And, and the reason you have to have the picture yeah. is so you can't just say, oh yeah, well I saw daredevil across the room. It's like, nope, you right. got to find him. You got to take a picture with him. Yeah. See, we, we've got to figure it out. Let's just see here. You know, it's easy to come up with the ideas. Now, the next part is now to come we up with make how do we it work, it, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Boy, that's, that's the that's, truth. That's why it hasn't really happened yet, but it is such a good idea that that, that young man had. So I hope we get to show it to him sometime, you know, that we get to actually have it happen. All right, Dan. Well, let's yeah. take a break, well, and when we get yeah. back, we're going to talk about Fanex 2022. We're going to talk dates. We're going to talk guests. We have uh, uh, great news. We've got the first 10 celebrity guests that Fanex has extended invitations and have accepted, and we will talk about them uh, when we get back as we talk with Dan, uh, Dan Farr, founder of Fanex Salt Lake County mm-hmm. Convention. Okay, Dan, it's 2022, so we've had fun talking about 2021, but that was ages ago. Now it's time to look forward and get excited for Fanex 2022. So first of all, Dan, what uh, what's our dates? And I, I'm assuming it's going to be at the Salt Palace Convention Center again because, I mean, there's not another there's not a venue bigger than that, and we're going to need bigger, not smaller. Not, yeah, exactly. We're going to need a bigger boat, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, September 22nd through the 24th. It's a week later than it was last year. September 22nd to the 24th, 2022, Salt Palace Convention Center. All right. So at FanExSaltLake.com is where you can buy your own tickets. Uh, if you want to be an exhibitor, they I understand that exhibitor applications are now live. So uh, people who want to be vendors or uh, have a booth there, uh, that is now open for you to be able to register. Is that correct? It is. And, and you know, we get so many great vendors that come in. This really adds so much to the show by having just fun, unique products available for people. Now, as in years past, you have multiple different options uh, for how you want to have the Fanex experience. Uh, I, I count one, two, three different ways. Well, four if you go with a single-day ticket. Single-day tickets you can always purchase, but you have to enjoy the full three-day event. You have three different ways you can do it. Uh, let's start with the multi-pass, which is the most basic one. It gives you three days general admission, uh, of course, access to the vendor floor, any panels you'd like to attend, and you, I believe you get the little lanyard, right? 
I love lanyards. It's fun. It looks like walking around with a lanyard. Those are on the other passes. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Just a wristband for for the multi Just a wristband. Okay, and that's something that you can attach photographs, uh, photo ops, I should say, or autographs to, which is, of course, the easiest way to keep track of what you're doing. Okay, so that's the multi-pass. And that is one for people who are maybe on a budget or people who maybe it's your first time and you're not sure... Although I promise you, you wouldn't regret some of the other ones. But the multi-pass is the way to enjoy all three days. And one one amount gets you in, and then you can enjoy yourself. You can spend more if you like, but you don't have to. Exactly. And, you know, the best people watching in the world, right? I mean, that's, oh, yes. that's the thing that's nice about that is, you know, like we're saying, the cosplayers and get to get a chance to see really all the creativity. And that's really what these events are about is there's just so much creativity and you know, just that energy, that creative energy that comes out of the event, uh, that, that's what attracted me to them. So the next level up, and this is one that uh, I see a lot of these, uh, the Gold Pass for $94, you get all three days admission, vendor floor access, obviously. Yeah. This time you get two Zip Q passes. Now tell us what a Zip Q pass is. That allows you to kind of guarantee your admission into some of the panels that ha- happen. Because we, like I mentioned earlier, we do have some of the panel rooms that will stay full much of the time, if not all the time. And so the zip queue allows you to go ahead and, and get yourself uh, a guaranteed access for a certain panel. Okay. So for a multi-pass, you get one zip queue and for the gold pass, you get two, which means that you have to pick two panels that you'll allow you early access to essentially. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Just get you in first. Yeah. Okay, and then um, here's another cool thing about the Gold Pass. It's a lo- there's a loyalty launch bonus while supplies last. So the earlier you buy this, the more likely you are to get an exclusive show T-shirt, the collectible gold badge. Yeah. That's the lanyard that you were that you were telling about that <laughs> that I got mixed up in. Yeah, an exclusive yeah. FanX Salt Lake Comic Convention collectible, an exclusive yeah. VIP gold entrance to the Salt Palace, which means you'll get in before mm-hmm. the general admission line. Early vendor hall entry, which means that uh, you'll get a chance to have a crack at some of the stuff on the sales floor before everybody else does. So if you're looking for – this is where it's great. If, you, if you're looking for something specific, early vendor hall entry is critical to make sure you get the specific thing you're looking for. If you're just browsing, you can go in early. You can go in whenever. But if you know what you want, getting there first is often critical at these kinds of shows. Exactly. Yes. Because there are some – you know, unique show items too that people will make show exclusives, and you know, wanting to get there early and get around and not have to uh, fight the crowds as much. Yeah, that's uh, that's a real benefit. Well, and I know people who are looking for maybe um, the Funko Pops. I know that a lot of those disappear uh, pretty quick once uh, the floor is open. They you do. know, you're looking. I, I just need, uh, you know. 11 to complete my collection of the Stranger Things Funko Pops or something to that effect, getting there right. uh, for the vendors when they first put out some of their wares, that's where you're most likely to find the one that you're looking for before somebody beats you to it. So, again, this is for, for collectors, of course, you, you're going to want to go gold or VIP. Uh, a gold pass also gets you high priority selection for panel lotteries after the VIP level. So uh, that will, for the, the lotteries that are so full that they're going to need a panel for you to attend, uh, you'll have a, a better chance than uh, those who would uh, just get the multi-pass. Right, exactly. Okay, but yep. the the best one, and the one that uh, 
I've always been a little jealous because I have to work. So I, I, me buying the VIP passes, you know, I, I end up doing stuff for uh, for FanX, for KSL at, at the convention. Uh, so I've never got to enjoy the full benefits of a VIP pass. But for the VIP pass, here's what you get. And this is, it's a long list of things. If you're going to charge somebody more, you give them a lot of benefits. And, Dan, you guys do a great job of this. Oh, thank you. 25% savings with the loyalty launch price, which means the sooner you buy the VIP pass, the less it's going to cost you. Of course, three-day general admission, yeah. vendor floor access, you get two zip queue passes again, the T-shirt for the loyalty launch bonus, the badge, the collectible, the VIP entrance, the early vendor hall, high priority. Now, you get first priority selection for the panel lotteries because you are the VIP, and yeah. look at this. You get a $30 photo op voucher. You get one hour early access to all high demand online photo op sales, which there are some. And, and, and uh, as the bigger guests start announcing between now and September, uh, there the demand for those photos goes quick. And again, yeah, people sell out right away. I was going to say, yeah, that's the thing you have to remember. The, the celebrities would love to take a picture with every single person who wants to pay them to take a picture. But we're limited by the number of hours in a day, and where they've got to be. So if you want to meet uh, and have a picture, a photo op with, with the, the celebrity of your choice, you got to make sure you get that. And VIPs get one hour early access to that. So if there's somebody, as the announcements come out, that you're like, oh, 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 I've waited my whole life for this, the VIP is a way to make sure you get that photo op. Yeah, it's like when we had Chris Evans, he sold out. We, we had to make some available for him, but he sold out in like five minutes. So what Captain America, yeah. everyone wanted to meet him. I can't believe yeah. it. It's crazy. It's hard to believe that people would want to meet him. What, what, I don't know why. I would assume yeah. Tom Holland went pretty quick too. He, he did too. Yes. Yeah. His, his rounds went very quickly. I, I don't, I just don't remember how quickly his went, but uh, I just remember it was, was a presented. wall of humanity yeah. when, when it was time for his photo. Yeah. There was so many people, so many people. Yes. Now, here's yep. the other perks of the VIP pass that I cannot tell you, that I cannot overstate how awesome this is. Access to the Fanex VIP lounge, where, Dan, what do you have in the VIP lounge? Well, one thing, it's just a place to go and just relax and hang out. You know, that's the main thing. We do have charging stations and things like that, but it, it's just that the convention can get really busy at times, of course, and to be able to go and just sit by yourself well, obviously, with the with the people in the room, but it's not it's it's not it's a, not as crowded uh, as it is down busy. on the floor. Yeah, yeah. and it is, is it, it's exactly. it's the room that overlooks the floor, right? It's the same place it was last year. I assume it's going to be the same place again this year. But you know, sometimes for one reason or another, things have to be moved. But right. but uh, right now, the plan is that it would be there. So you get access to the VIP lounge, the Fanex VIP lounge. It's really cool. And honestly, if you want a sweet photo op of just yourself being at FanX, the view from that room, because you can see both, you can see out to both portions. If you if you know the layout of the Salt Palace, it's kind of L-shaped, kind of. But this, uh, this VIP room is up above at the crook of the L, so you can get just this great panoramic shot of the whole FanX layout. It's that was the thing I noticed last year when I poked in right towards the end was what a great view it was. You were doing some TV interviews at the time when I popped in, as I recall, and um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was just yeah. a great view. And and hey, who knows? Maybe there's some snacks there. Who knows? But uh, if you don't have a VIP badge, you'll never know. Yeah, right. Exactly. 
And then yeah. these are the other perks. Unlimited access to VIP panel lines, which they have for each panel. Uh, access to VIP autograph lines and VIP photo op lines. So those of you who want to have the full experience, who want have uh, celebrities that they want to have photo ops with or get autographs and meet and greets, the VIP is the way so that you can spend less of your time standing in line waiting for that. You can guarantee yourself uh, that you'll get to do as much as possible in the time that you have possible. Exactly. No, you sell it much better than I do. I, <laughs> well, I, I you thank know, you for I, your great job. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think this is I think it's cool because the VIP pass is two hundred twenty one dollars. The gold pass is ninety four, and I I didn't see a price on the multi pass, but it's going to obviously be less than that. But well, it's sixty minus the discount. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. So yeah. So the, there's something and, for and, everybody. And the loyalty launch. Yeah, I was going to say loyalty launch discount. You know, now that we've, we're going to be doing our first round of announcements, uh, that discount's going to drop pretty soon. So I, I don't know, I don't know the date, but it's probably within a week or two after we do these announcements, we'll go ahead and drop. We'll change the discount. So, so right now is the best time to get the best discount. Okay. So, and, and we know that we got lots of fans who are going to go to this. And here's the other thing, and and I, I didn't mention this already, but the VIP passes can sell out. Yes. Many shows they do. But but that's what I'm saying. So you don't like, well, I mean, they'll always, well, no, because to give the priority and all these things, there has to be a limited number. And so if if this is something you want to do, act now, get yourself the best discount and have all the benefits waiting for you come September 22nd through the 24th. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Dan. Well, now the thing that everybody wants to talk about is our celebrity guests. We have our first 10 celebrity guests. You guys have been teasing it on Facebook. It's very maddening as a fan to see the silhouette, and you're like, I think it's so-and-so, but you never know 100% for sure until the actual announcement is made. I've got the list. It's a good-looking list to start. Um, There's uh, a couple of big hitters, a lot of of talent that, to the people who know them, are going to be very, very excited do you want to read off the names or do you want me to do it? Well, maybe I'll talk about a few of them just to kind of start. I, I do want to say something on the first one. Okay. Is I got to have dinner. So my partner, Jeff Wright, myself, we had dinner with this guest three days after he came back from outer space. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, yeah. So that was pretty fun. We, we were in Indianapolis and, uh, we got to go to dinner with him just shortly after uh, coming back, you know, off the, uh, what, what, what is it? I'm confusing the different ones, the names, but it was the, uh, what was the spaceship called? Uh, uh, it wasn't the, the Endeavor, circle. was it? No, no. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what it was, but anyways, William Shatner. And of course, you know, people are like, we've had him at our show before, but he always is a big hit. We always have people that say, Oh, I missed him. I want to get him next time. Or now, after he's been, he truly is, uh, you know, an astronaut, you know, now's the time to, to meet him and, and his health. He's, boy, they, we, were, we were driving with him to the, to the restaurant, and, I, you know, I, feel, I felt kind of worn out from the day, and I'm tired. And, and I asked him how he's doing. He says, I'm tired, but he, he goes, I've been getting up every morning at 4 a.m. to do media, and then he, he just puts in a full day. Wow, and then he's, and so he's so from the time he came back from. By the way, it's called the Blue Origin rocket. The Blue Origin. There we go. 
okay. So he did that, and from that time till the time he came to the convention, and this was the day after being on the floor at the convention, he was still completely alert. It, you know, his, you know, I, I would never want to get in a, a battle of wits with him. He's he 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 definitely is as sharp as they get. If you and, follow uh, him on Twitter, he does not take any junk from anybody. Yeah. He is really sharp. I've, I this is a, when you said that, I was like, oh yes, I've watched, I've, I've seen him interact with people who try to insult him on Twitter. He doesn't. Uh, he he puts. He he he's good. Yeah, you know, he's got a. Uh, I, and I think I think it's from years of acting and memorizing and things. But the other thing too is him doing these conventions. You know, he he has every right to just relax and stay home and do whatever he wants to do. This is what he chooses to do. He's he's still doing conventions many times a month, and then he he's also still working in Hollywood. So it's not like right. he doesn't have anything to do. He's still working and and very busy that way. But I think that's the reason why he's you know he's so sharp. It's because he stayed active. You know, he's not just sitting uh, you know on the couch watching TV. He's he's out there doing stuff. He saw it. Anyway, I, I know we spent a long time on on him. But no, I no, no, it's it good. Was, I'm telling you, if you yeah. if, if you haven't seen, and I would I would hope that uh, all fans of Shatner, Star Trek, and stuff have seen the interview he did immediately after they landed. It was like it was emotional. Like it was, I, I didn't have any personal investment in William Shatner going to space, but watching his interview where he was so touched, he was in tears and like talking about the experience and what it was like for him. Like I couldn't help but be moved watching it. And it'll be really cool to, to hear him. I'm sure he'll talk about that when he, uh, when he comes and uh, has his celebrity panel uh, this September. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I believe so. He's got a lot of energy. Well, uh, I remember he, he, he came on after uh, Mark Hamill in, uh, was yes. it 2016, 2015, 2016? 2016, and, 2016 yeah. And he didn't have a moderator. He just had high energy. He told stories, things that I didn't know anything about. He he found out that he was cast in Star Trek here in Utah. I did not know that. Oh, he was filming, wasn't he? Like in St. He was, George you know, he was doing a play up at Pioneer Theater. That's what okay. he said. That's what, right, and that's when he yeah. found out he'd been cast because he originally wasn't in the pilot. He was in the uh, you know they they had the guy who played Christopher Pike originally, and then they uh, decided to retool it, and then they cast Shatner as Captain Kirk. And yeah, it, those are the kinds of fun things and cool things that you find out at the panels. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he takes questions because. I got some Star Trek questions, <laughs> but yes. that's that's an excellent one. So that that that's our big headliner uh, right now of the ten. I would say that's probably the biggest name. Uh, tell us about a couple of others. Well, next one, John Carlo Esposito playing uh, obviously Gus from Breaking Bad and Better right. Call Saul, but also Moff Gideon. Yes, I was going to say that's the one that's going to get a lot of younger I fans are going to be Moff Gideon. Exactly, I mean, he, he's so good, and, and the thing is, is his characters are so um, it seem like kind of cold and calculated. I don't know if that's the right description, but basically he's just very. They always seem in control. They always seem in control and measured and yeah, Yeah. like cool, unflappable. Yeah, exactly. And then, but in person, he's just the nicest guy. You know, it's like one of the, you know, people that have met him at other shows that, uh, well, he's been to our show before, but also is, uh, he does other shows. People just really blown away at how, how nice he is. So he, he's a great one. 
then uh, the next one, unless you have anything else to say about Giancarlo. No, no, no. I just, I know that people are going to okay, be excited yeah. to meet Moff Gideon. So the kids will be excited to meet yeah. Moff Gideon and the grownups will be excited to meet Gus <laughs> from, from yeah. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. But I mean, yeah. I didn't, I, I remember when he was the voice of the mirror on Once Upon a Time. Oh yeah. Which right. I thought was, was pretty cool. And I, what I didn't know is that he was the voice of the main character in Far Cry 6. And, and they actually modeled the character after Esposito himself physically. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah, I've seen that. My my sons uh, show me what's happening in the gaming world. I, I don't personally game, but <laughs> my sons will always show me stuff like that. It's like, Dad, who's this? <laughs> so so acting-wise, those are the two actors, I think, um, Rachel Scarston maybe being the other one that uh, you're more used to seeing on screen. Uh, but uh, right. as usual, you guys have a, a great lineup of uh, voice talent coming too. We do, and and we we've kind of this announcement obviously has several of the voice actors that we have coming, and sometimes we've waited to announce Jess Harnell. We've waited to announce him, but everybody knows that <laughs> Jess has become Jess will be like, there. Uh, he's become such a. Um, a friend of the city and of people at the event. She know, he knows like people that are in his, in his line waiting to see him. He knows most of them by name as they come up to see him. And, and it is some somebody that's been really become very special to the show. Some people even call him our mascot. And it's like, hmm. hey, we'll, we'll take that. How about ambassador? So, uh, ambassador's better. I, I, think, I, think, I think ambassador is the best. Absolutely. But it's, it's funny. People try to use the word mascot. I don't know. That's not... <laughs> but you know it, it, the way he dresses, though it's kind of like it, it. It is very. Uh, um, if he talked like Wacko right? all the time from Animaniacs, I would go with mascot. But because he talks yeah. like a regular guy, I would go with ambassador. I think he got it. I think the ambassador <laughs> he, he would love to hear that for sure. So some of the other voice actors. Now here's the thing. You know you mentioned on screen Dante Bosco is obviously known for playing Rufio on uh, on Hook. Right. That's right. You know, I knew I recognized lot, I that Lockwood. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Spielberg. So yeah, that's where people know him from. But I tell you, I was at a show with him, and I told my daughter, and she wasn't at the show with us uh, when, I, when I was there. And I was at dinner, and I told her I was at dinner with Dante Bosco, and she freaked out. Prince Zuko? Are you serious? <laughs> oh my gosh! And she got so excited. And he got on the phone with her, and it was just you know she was like. She had a hard time. She's like screaming into her pillow, pillow, and just had a hard time even getting the words out because she was so excited to talk with him. And hey, then, I got to know, meet like, Optimus Prime. I know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, um, now Nolan North, we have him coming as well. Nolan, we were watching Uncharted, the movie with Tom Holland. Yes. And I was there with my family, and all of a sudden, there's a scene in there where. Tom's character goes up on walking up onto a beach and there's a, a, a nice gentleman lounging in a chair, which happens to be Nolan North. And we, me and my boys all look at each other and start laughing. It was a pretty funny little cameo in the movie. But, so the funny you know, thing about that, Dan, is I watched the movie and I, I never played Uncharted, but I saw the movie and I, I remember he comes out of the water and the guy's like, I was like, that is way too prominent a speaking role and so quick. That I was like, there is something. I don't know who that is, but there is something that I should know, and I, I got to find it out. And I found out right after the movie that that was the actual voice of Nathan Drake. From that's why he's like, hey, that happened to me too. Yes, <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, well, that was a great way to work him in. I, I, I was with him over the weekend too, and he mentioned that 
they filmed were filming during COVID, and he had to sit in a, in a hotel room for two days, completely quarantined, uh, before they took him out and had him film. So he could sit and on the so, beach for one minute and, and film a line. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you got to do, yeah. though. Yep. All right. So, Here's a name that jumps out at me as I'm looking at it. Tara Strong. Now, that's a name I recognized instantly uh, for me and for maybe a lot of other fans. Uh, she's most famous as uh, Raven, the voice of Raven on Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. But she if you look at her bio a little more deeply, she has been in everything, like everything. If there's a voice from like the 90s to today, she's been on it. She was the voice of uh, she's the voice of Bubbles, the Powerpuff Girl. Uh, she was the voice of Timmy on Fairly Odd Parents. I mean, these are these are cartoons that kids who watch that cartoon have kids of their own now. Uh, that's how long she's been doing this. She's uh, the voice of Twilight Sparkle on My Little Pony, and through like lots of iterations <laughs> of it. Uh, there's way too many guys that know that she's the voice of Twilight Sparkle. Yeah, that's a whole other thing, but. Um, <laughs> but she's done voice work in video games. She's done voice work in uh, cartoons, obviously. But over such a wide range, uh, she's also the voice of, uh, I want to say, Batgirl and uh, Poison Ivy in at least a couple of versions of the DC animated universe of things. Very versatile. And and, and to top it off, a very pretty girl, too. And I don't know if you've met her in person yet or if you, how you guys set yeah. that up. But um, she's... She's, she's well, done Marvel. She's done Facebook. DC. She's she's done everything. Right. I'm gushing yeah. about I like her. Say, yeah, I, I'm friends with her on Facebook, so I, I know her personally. Right. Of course. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. Any, anybody you're friends with on Facebook, it's like your best friend. So yeah. <laughs> no, I we, we actually did have her to our show, um, and she's there briefly, but she's there. I want to say four years ago. And so we, we wanted to bring her back because she was so popular and she's just become more and more popular uh, since that time. So she'll she'll definitely be a very, very busy celebrity at our show. So if you do want to meet her, obviously see her panel, you're going to want to make sure that you uh, get there early. Well, let's hope that they can um, talk her into doing Twisted Tunes also. You know, yeah, I think it'd be great. I mean, she can I, she can what, take I'm, a voice from just about that everything. Uh, that's the great thing about uh, with her range and the different voices ro- uh, roles she's voiced. But uh, that was one that yeah. jumped that jumped right out. Now there were a couple that jumped out once I looked and found out who they were, and I thought, oh boy, my teenage daughter. Remember how I said she wanted to go to the My Hero Academia <laughs> panel? Well, uh, I believe yeah. Lindsay Seidel and uh, Todd Haberkorn are both. Uh, they they've done My Hero Academia and Attack on Titan, which are two majorly popular anime series among uh teenage daughters teenage girls my daughter's age so i know that they're going to be extremely geeked uh to see and meet the voices of some of those characters absolutely and and even you said my hero uh kyle herbert also does that too right right so, right okay that's right he was too yeah so yeah, yeah i mean that, that's in the, in the, you just uh dan you just sold out the allotment of passes for teenage girls uh, at least from out yeah. where i live um but right. that's a good start. I, I I love voice actors. If if you're hearing this and you're like, oh, just voice actors, look up their bios. I'm serious. Look at the things that they were part of your life and you didn't realize it because you didn't know that that was that actor or that actress. And and suddenly, and trust me, again, speaking as the guy who got to sit next to Megatron and Optimus Prime, it's a really cool thing that that. Inside these people is the voice, and and yes, animation's important, and yes, you, you connect with the visual of the character, but 
when you're talking cartoons, it's the voice. Like you'll hear that voice and it will immediately strike something within you. It really does. It, it brings you back in, in so many ways. Or it's current, right? For some or currently, them, but, correct. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, but it does. It does I was speaking to and, old people like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I, I'm going to say this is there's been a few things that, you know, people will ask and they'll say, what have you kind of learned as you've been in the business? And if you would have asked me the first year or two of doing the shows, what it means to be a voice actor, you know, to have voice actors at the show, I would have put very, very little, little stock on it. I didn't, I did not really fully understand how, how much dimension the voice actors bring to the shows. And you, you can see that's kind of been reflected over the years as our shows have grown. We've added more and more voice actors to every show. And if you go around to shows in different states, everybody, everybody started to see the value of the voice actors, especially in the anime area. Um, anime, you know, Dante Bosco, we had Dante Bosco in, in Indianapolis, and he was next to William Shatner. Dante's line was every bit as long as William Shatner's. Hmm, because of, of, um, it, of Avatar. Yes, yep. And, and you know, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, maybe a little bit because of, of Hook, but I, I think the majority is because of, yeah, Prince, Prince Zuko and uh, Avatar. And, and so it it has, you know, it, it's kind of like it speaks to maybe, you know, maybe those of us that are older, maybe we don't really understand quite as much until you hear the voice of Scooby-Doo or something. You know, like, you know, what, what, you know they, then you get excited. But if you uh, um, think of it, these kids really do relate to the uh, to the voices behind the, the characters. Well, and as somebody who works in a vocal medium of radio and podcasting, I I, I really understand that. I I I I think it's an a skill that's finally gaining the appreciation it probably should have been getting all along. Uh you know, we can thank the internet for that. We can thank uh uh you know, YouTube and different things for that, but um it and honestly Dan, we can thank Twisted Tunes Theater. I mean, maybe yeah. you knew two of the four people that come on to Twisted Tunes when it started, but you knew all four by the end. Yes, that's absolutely true. Yeah, and, Twisted Tunes was, was such a big surprise. That, I'd say that that was the catalyst for me to start seeing really and understanding the value that voice actors bring to the convention is when we did the first Twisted Tunes. And we I don't know if you heard the story on that. We had him in one of the smaller rooms with like 500 people and it was completely filled. And I went to it, it was on a Friday and I saw it and all of a sudden I'm like texting the, the Jeff Zanini who manages that. And you know, he's one that produces the twisted tunes and has the, uh, um, the act, voice actors that he brought in. I text and says, Hey, we got to do this again. And so we actually made time the following day in the main ballroom. And we feel that too. So it was just, it was really an eye opener for me. Well, Dan, we're excited for Fanex uh, 2022, September 22nd through the 24th. Tickets are now available. Uh, the guest list has begun and will continue to be updated between now and September. Dan, you, you've booked guests as late as uh, show day of itself. Has, has it not been? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We do that. Uh, it, you know, it's not like we try to do that. Right. Sometimes that. That's what happens. But you'll take the actors when their schedule frees up. 
Yeah, it's like with Stan Lee on our first one. I had been trying for months and months to get him to come to the show. And finally, the Tuesday before the show, we found out that he could come in. And people would think that, you know, they, they'd see that and they say, oh, you just planned it. It's like, you know, we couldn't have planned it better. I mean, <laughs> we, we, if we tried to plan it, we wouldn't have planned it better than the way things worked out. Because that was really kind of the crescendo of building that lineup that we had on our first show. Well, if you go to Fan Effect page, uh, if you're already a fan of Fan Effect on um, on Facebook or Twitter, we'll have uh, we'll have links uh, to the guest list so that you can go check it out on the FanX webpage itself. FanXSaltLake.com is the place where you can go get tickets yourself. Again, if you're gonna go, if you if you're gonna go. I say go all in, and if you're going to go all in, get the tickets now so that you can get them at the uh, cheapest price possible and have the most time to plan your strategy so you can maximize your investment uh, so that you can have a great time. Dan, I look forward to hearing from you more between now and September as you come up uh, with more guests and always love hearing your stories about. To me, I, I'm, I'm honestly sometimes as fascinated with how you book these things together you know, it, it's fun to hear, you know, you having you get to have interactions with them behind the scenes that even those of us who, uh, you know, pay to meet and greet and stuff like that. You know, you get to talk to them in the kind of unguarded moment. You, you told a great story about Mark Hamill in the car as you picked him up from the airport. Those are the kinds mm-hmm. of things that uh, when you tell us those stories, you put us one step closer to what it's like to kind of hang with them for a sec. We love the chance to meet them at the at meet and greets, and we love the chance to get their autographs, and we love the chance to hear them at celebrity panels. But we all, and I, I'm sure there's not a single one of us that doesn't imagine what would it be like if we got to just like hang with them for like three minutes, like with not anybody else yeah. around. You get to do that, and so hearing your stories is our little chance to just kind of get a sampling of what it's like to actually, uh, you know, to chill with these guys and and ladies. So please yeah, keep telling us those stories. Keep keep remembering them and keep I have telling to, them. Happy to do that. Yeah, I, I, I feel really blessed to, that I get that opportunity. And and uh, yeah, and really, it's the, the great fans in Salt Lake that. Uh, and I say Salt Lake; it's the state of Utah, surrounding states, but the fans that come to our show that make it happen. Um, I did want to maybe end on just I, I wanted to ask you a question. Do you know anything about a movie called? Why, yes. I did want to maybe end on just, I wanted to ask you a question. Do you know anything about a movie called Clerks? Why, yes. It was by um, Kevin Smith. It was I think it was his first movie. Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin Smith. Clerks do, or Mallrats like was his Ke- first movie. Right. Do people like Kevin Smith? Uh, he's got a really yeah. popular podcast, Fat Man on Batman. He's uh, really well known. He's kind of He's kind of become a celebrity version of all of us regular folks who are fans of things. Um, I like him. Hmm. I actually heard him speak at a podcast convention. Uh, he's very entertaining. He tells great stories. Uh, he seems kind of like, you know, we talk about the kind of person you want to hang out with. He he seems like one of those people that would have a bunch of cool stories if you got a chance to hang out with him. And he seems like somebody who would like to hang out with you, too. Now, whether he is or not, I don't know. But he seems like a guy who would like to hang out with you, too. Well, I, I, I kind of was being a little sarcastic because he's been requested for years, every every year. Oh, you set me up, Dan. Him. Ah, you well, already knew well, who I, he was. 
Well, I, I, I definitely, uh, you know, I've, I've never met him, but I've heard all the good things you've mentioned about him. And, uh, and there's a reason why I'm asking that is because maybe this is our year. So we'll, we'll, you know, we'll kind of wait and see, you know, just do a little, little potential tease in that way. But, uh, I, 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 as we talked at the beginning, before we got on air, we wanted to, to maybe have a little bit of a tease about something. So, um, You read my mind. Little, I was about to ask you, yeah. what can you tell me that you're not allowed to tell me? And you, yeah. you, you anticipated that. So, fans, <laughs> of, fans of Kevin Smith? Meh? Meh? Yeah. Good, good possibility. How's that? Okay. But <laughs> so what you're well, saying is I, you have heard the people who have requested him, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's And, and we've tried to book him other years, and, you know, this is the, the year it seems to be coming through. Of course, there's always things that come up between now and the event that you never know for sure. But uh, anyway, that's that's something that we are, are uh, fingers crossed that that comes together. Dan, where's the best place for fans to request celebrities that they'd like to see? Is it on the Facebook page? Is it in the chat group on Facebook? Is there a submission place on fanxsaltlake.com? Where's the best place for people to at least give you an idea of who they really, really be excited to see? Actually, all those groups, we don't have necessarily a, a suggestion, you know, email, but if people mention on social media, I, I get word of it. If I don't read it myself, uh, when I'm looking at it, other people on the staff will tell me. Um, but yeah, we we always love hearing suggestions, and it, and it m- means a lot because what that tells us is that uh, if everything works together with Kevin, that he's going to have a great experience here because the fans already, you know, they've already spoken, right? The fans have spoken, and and so now it's just a matter of time for us to make that delivery. All right, so tweet at Dan B. Far of your guests. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just, yeah, but I, but I do think, I, yeah, just on our the the fan X pages is where we do. I, I my personal social media is terrible. <laughs> I, don't, I don't keep up on that very much at all. No, one of the good things so. about putting it in the fan X forum, I think, as I've read in the forums over the years, is that it's a chance for you to say, here's who I want. And then all the people who agree with you jump on there. And so it's not like Dan and the other fan X people are like, Oh, this one person would like to see blah. Great. Of course, everyone, every single person has someone they'd like to meet. But if you say I'd like to meet blah, and then a hundred people jump on, Oh yes, please, 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 please. Those are the kinds of things that help get attention. I'm just saying, doesn't mean they'll be here, Absolutely. but they do grab more attention when a hundred people jump on and say me too. Yep. Absolutely. That makes a big difference. And, and you know, I, I, I'll have people when I walk around the event, people will come up to me and say, hey, you should do so-and-so. Or if I meet them in between the events, they, they'll mention something to me. And, you know, obviously Kevin Smith is the name. You know, he was doing some – he did some podcasts of his podcasts up in – was it Heebie-Jeebies or something in, in Ogden? You know, he's done that a couple of times. Okay. And so whenever that happened, you know, people would always say, oh, you got to get him to Fan X. So – we definitely want to. <laughs> well, if I could throw in a local pitch again, I remember when the Studio C people came, there was a massive line to meet them. So if you want yeah. to sneak some local people in, uh, I think that the uh, the former Studio C, because I know that they do their own uh, thing now. I, I'm trying to remember what the group's called now. But at uh, any rate, some of the uh, the original Studio C folk, uh, I think, would still be a fun draw for people to see. and. Uh, maybe they could do a yeah. sketch or something uh, in their panel. I don't know. I, it's easy for me to I say. I agree with you. 
Yeah, uh, no, that that would be great. And then, of course, I want to put in my plug for Rebecca Ferguson, who was in Greatest Showman. She uh, was in. I just love yeah. her. She's in uh, Mission Impossible. I just would love to see her. She's in Dune, obviously. She plays uh, Paul Atreides' mom in the new Dune movie. She's going to be busy. I understand they're going to film Dune 2 this summer, so maybe she can't come. Oh, but that's okay. one I'd like. Uh, that's one I would love to to meet in person. Lily James also. Oh, absolutely, Lily James too. She's one we've we've tried in the past. She just hasn't done any of these yet in okay. the U.S. I don't know if she's done any overseas or not, but in the U.S. Uh, nobody's uh, been able to get her to a convention yet. But we're, we'll definitely try for sure. And Rebecca Ferguson too, of course. Great, great choices. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, yeah. thank you so yeah. much. Uh, we're excited to take a look. Make sure you go, uh, those of you who are listening, make sure you go to com to get your tickets for Fanex uh, 2022, September 22nd through the 24th at the Salt Palace Convention Center. Dan, we'll chat with you again here soon when we get some more celebrity guest announcements. Well, thank you so much, Andy. Really appreciate you doing this. I always love to talk with you. You as well, and I'm I'm excited for this list. And uh, wow, we're six months away, man. We're six months out. It's crazy. No stress Time though, Dan. You only have yeah, six yeah. months to get this all ready. Just so yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll pull it together somehow. <laughs> all right, yeah. Dan. Well, we'll chat with you again. Well, Thanks thank so you. much. Well, we want to thank Dan Farr once again for taking the time. And he asked me before, how long do you think it's going to take? I said, Dan, whatever it is, it's going to be 20 minutes longer than whatever we guess. And sure enough, but he's such a fun guest to talk to. He has great uh, insights. And as I mentioned uh, during the interview, uh, he gives us uh, a perspective that we all kind of wish we had, a chance to hang with the celebrities outside of the FanX Forum and outside of you know celebrity meet and greets. So uh, he's been great, and uh, I hope you're as excited about FanX as I am. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fan Effect, a KSL News Radio podcast. Beyond sci-fi, fantasy, gaming, and tech, we're excited to share with you our knowledge and arguments on everything pop culture and fandom. And we're based in the beautiful Beehive State of Utah. Fan Effect celebrates Utah's unique fan culture, and we're excited to bring you along and have you hear from local guests that feel the same way. I'm Andy Farnsworth. Listen up regularly on your favorite platform at kslnewsradio.com or on the KSL News Radio app. Hey, do you have a fun idea or local fan culture topic you'd like us to explore? Well, then let us know. Message our Facebook page at Fan Effect Show. E-F-F-E-C-T, where you can also get the latest nerdly updates and join in on, on the conversation. We're also on Instagram, at Fan Effect Show, and Twitter, at Fan Effect Show. Thanks again for listening. We hope to have you back real soon for another episode of Fan Effect. Fan Effect.